Welcome to the Startup Story Podcast, where we interview entrepreneurs about their company. We want to give our listeners answers about the questions, how do I create my own startup? How do product ideas emerge? What tips can a CEO give you about his business? We tell you all about it. Join us on our talk. Bot Talk Podcast. Today we are joined uh, with Ryan Gross, citing a company because it has to do with uh, something that I'm very passionate about, uh, synthetic media. And yeah, Ryan, uh, tell us all about it. So I founded Infinite Album, and we use a AI to generate music for gaming scenarios. And so our first product is for Twitch streamers, where they can actually run our music engine on their device, and it will react to the game events that are happening in the game that they're playing and streaming to their audience. Uh, and then additionally, we've integrated directly with Twitch so their viewers can actually engage with the music of the stream that they're watching and uh, change things like, you know, changing the emotion of the music or adding cowbell. And we're coming out with um, text to singing pretty soon as well. So you can actually type a chat message and have it sung on your favorite streamer's stream as you're watching it. Tell us uh, something about you, about your background that helped you to uh, to come up with uh, with this idea. Sure, yeah. I've been doing music, AI-driven AI music apps for over a decade now and been working in the space. At first, we worked on like an assisted composition music app where people could sing and get auto-tuned and create their own tracks and mix them down and uh share them with people we it was that was an app called zaya and then we turned it into song battles where people were sort of competing to create songs uh and then we pivoted entirely to create an app that sings your text messages automatically uh called diddy and that actually was a lot more successful we had like 8 million users um i got to run the r&d for that whole process so you know setting lyrics to melodies was sort of my expertise. Uh, that's also what I did my master's on is sort of melodic analysis using machine, machine learning. Um, so yeah, so I've been in this space for quite some time and I wanted to take on the challenge of fully generating music from scratch. And at the time there were not really any people doing it other than two come to mind, Amper and Juke Deck came out sort of a similar timeline. And they were generating music mostly for for videos, uh, for backing tracks for videos um, back in like 2015, 2016. And, you know, when looking at the use cases of AI and the, and the advantages that AI affords you, um, you know, they were really leveraging sort of the scale of it and the, and the cheapness of it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to leverage something. I saw an opportunity basically to leverage something else, which is really the real-time uh, like the speed at which mm -hmm. AI, AI algorithms can can make decisions. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we've built this engine from, from the ground up to be a real-time engine that reacts to things automatically. Mm -hmm. And we also, one of the other unique things that we did is we we use emotion as a parameter. So yeah. at any point, the, the music can change from angry to sad to excited okay. to tired to happy um, and the music will adapt immediately fa mm -hmm. pretty much faster than any other music system. Um, so yeah, I really saw, you know, I saw the opportunity there to leverage that specific thing. And I was seeing in the gaming game composition industry, people were actually developing these systems sort of by hand. 
So yeah. each game, each game developer would build their own system of, you know, loops and musical loops and yeah. dynamic, dynamic music. And so there really was sort of a practice of creating these systems. And so I saw an opportunity there to sort of leverage AI to replace or to, to accommodate that, that practice that had developed. But in terms of, uh, um, in terms of uh, where you position yourself, I found it very interesting um, um, on your website. When you go there, you have like everything there, like not only what you're doing, but for whom are you doing it? And it's very rare in the in the startup industry. You know, it's um, it is all about yeah, we can do this one thing, uh, and then and then we'll figure out later who will use it. Uh, with you, it's like very very focused on okay, the uh, this is all about Twitch, this is all about game streamers, and yeah. Um, so how how is this connection made? Is it something that went you know after you created an engine and then you realize okay, it's real time and then. Uh, where to use how how do you come about to like a uh, like a user uh, um, user um, uh, story? Yeah, well, first of all, that's great to hear because that's exactly what VCs always tell you that they want is to mm -hmm. see a focus on a specific market. Um, so it's great that we come across that way. Um, yeah, it it was through a lot of pain, I would say, <laughs> that we that we discovered this space. So we originally built this as a game development plugin yeah. so that people could just add it to their game in Unity and it would be fully shipped with every game mm -hmm. unit that that's shipped. Uh, our little AI composer would be in there composing music for each gamer in a unique way. And what we found is that it was a bit of a tough sell for the game developer because the they already have a sort of standard practice for adding music they had their own workflow sometimes they had composers that they worked with that they liked sometimes with independent gamers that could just be their friend who's a dj yeah. um so changing sort of the 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 habits of the industry mm -hmm. was very hard um and then additionally you know getting to the level of quality that's expected for for paid services uh is is challenging and then additionally, just getting game developers to pay for anything is yeah. pretty challenging in general because they do it themselves or they have, you know, plugins that they buy for $20 one-time yeah. fee and then they just, they use it and they move on. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty challenging market to build a business and build a revenue model off of. Um, and so what I realized at some point is that the if you could access the actual consumers then the market explodes in terms of its size. Uh, so if you access the actual gamer instead of the game developer, yeah, then obviously the market is you know significantly larger. Uh, and at the same time, we sort of discovered this platform called Overwolf that allows us to get real-time game information out of games, mm -hmm. um, out of out of like the po most popular games. So you can actually know what's going on in Fortnite and League of Legends yeah. in a real-time way. And so that we we've actually launched, you know, through their platform, and that's what gives us the interactivity with the games. So we don't have to integrate directly into Fortnite in order to know, you know, what weapon they're holding yeah. or what map they're playing or whether they just died. Um, so we now create these mappings that map those events to our musical changes. Mm -hmm. So you know, when you when you die, the music gets sad. When you kill someone, it gets happy. Those kinds yeah. of mappings. Um, so that was also something that that changed and, and really enabled that space. 
Um, and then the last thing that I would say was the really diff the big difference between game game development and Twitch is that we weren't really leveraging the copyright safe aspect yeah. of AI generated music. Um, you know, copyright is a whole topic for synthetic media that has totally not been figured out at the moment. Yeah, tell me about. Um, <laughs> so, so we're sort of. I mean, we've we've been very strict about using non copyrighted material in our training data, and so we are in, ensuring that everything we generate is copyright free or copyright safe at least yeah. at a very minimum. Um, and so that is a huge asset when you start talking about live streaming. Uh, because they have the same same rules with music that YouTube does in terms of mm -hmm. flagging copyrighted music if you use it in a video. And that's specifically because they're actually broadcasting their gameplay as opposed to just playing playing at a personal level. Um, so we weren't really leveraging that at all, that, that big characteristic, uh, big advantage that we had yeah. of using AI compared with um, traditional music, with, with human-made music. And so uh, so, yeah, it really was just sort of a lot of uh, trial and error, a lot of error, I would yeah. <laughs> I would say. Um, and then just, yeah, just discovering, you know, getting to know the market better and getting to know your product better um, yeah. and just sort of connecting the dots after after working on it for a while. Yeah. So. Um, I just came back from uh, from Slash from Helsinki. So this is a huge like uh, event for um, mm -hmm. uh, startups. And I especially love the keynote uh, from the um, uh, head of uh, Twitch, director of Twitch, whatever, um, you know, and his uh, take on um, the whole um, creator economy uh, thing. And mm -hmm. uh, well, his take is uh, basically uh, in maybe five to 10 years, we are not going to talk about creator economy the same way that we are not talking about internet economy. We're just talking about economy. And uh, so he's like very big on like our, you know, Twitch goal is to help people make money on their platform, uh, help creators create this great content. And uh, what I love about your approach is that uh, you came from creator space. So from the game developer, maybe indie developer, you just scaled the creator, a pro creator space somewhere different, uh, somewhere in a completely different place. So uh, uh, one would say that, you know, game developer is a creator, but the game streamer is also a creator of a content. It's yeah. just a different type of uh, creation. So I, I really love uh, love this aspect. And what is the business model? Who pay, Who is paying whom for what? What is your um, kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a couple of different revenue streams. Currently, we're in beta. So it's all private mm -hmm. and we're not charging for our beta, obviously. Mm -hmm. But um on Twitch, because of the copyright problem, there's already copyright music services that yeah. are sort of a, a subscri monthly subscription to the streamer. Uh, yeah. So we're going to adopt that yes. as our okay. as our model as well. So we'll charge the streamer for using our music in their streams and and not having any risk of copyright strike strikes. Um, but then additionally, we, we've actually integrated directly with Twitch. So we have. Mm -hmm their app ecosystem, their, the apps are called extensions. And so when you're a viewer, the way that you engage with the stream and, and make those musical changes is just a panel on the on the channel as you're watching the stream and you have all these music interactions that you can essentially yeah. pay for. Um, so the streamer can say, okay, I want to enable, you know, anybody to change the emotion for 30 mm -hmm. seconds and I want to charge them, you know, a dollar for, yeah. for those on my stream. 
Um, and so those the, those in-stream transactions uh, are already are also sort of a, a new revenue stream for yeah. both us and the streamer. Um, so we get twenty percent of of those transactions yeah. that come through. And uh, yeah, and this this way of engaging on Twitch is is really really common. And one of the most one of the most popular Twitch extensions out there is Sound Alerts. So mm -hmm. engaging through just triggering sound effects yeah, as a viewer on a stream is is one of the most popular ways to to engage with your streamer with with your stream and your your stream the streamer that you're watching so um so yeah we think there's a ton of power in this we we went to twitchcon in both amsterdam and san diego which is mm -hmm. which is which is main event their conference and we had a booth and everybody was absolutely excited about what yeah. we're doing so it was a really really good feedback uh everybody hates the fact that they're constantly at copyrights at risk of getting copyright strikes yeah uh, there's not really a good solution out there and you know i think i think we found the spot where people really appreciate what we're doing um yeah. and one one additional thing that's amazing about twitch streamers is they're they're really tech savvy so mm -hmm. they really know how to like you know they've got like 20 programs running at the same time mm -hmm. while they're playing while they're playing a game and talking and reading mm -hmm. chat and you know doing all these things so they're actually some of the best uh, early adopters you could ask for because they really dig in and try to figure things out. They'll they're a little more patient if if you if something's not working right away as long as they know that that something is going to be fixed. Yeah, um, they're they're really quite patient and really uh, very welcoming in general. So okay, um, yeah, that sounds like uh, you have like two ideas about where you, where your revenues could come from. So basically, streamer it yeah. sounds and the audience of the streamer. And I guess uh, the future will tell which one is uh, more lucrative. Uh, so yeah, I guess absolutely. you can go in both directions. Uh, it, um, uh, if, and I guess, yeah, from the from a streamer perspective, uh, yeah, it will make more sense if you, the users love this, and users love this feature so much that you could maybe make this service uh, license-free for the streamer and then you know it's just a way of making money then everyone loves uh, <laughs> uh addition. Yeah, and, yeah. and one other revenue stream we're working on is uh creating premium content so creating artists sound packs that yeah. are enable people to sort of engage not only with their favorite streamers but also with their favorite artists yeah so you could have like you know eventually my, my dream would be to have like a nine inch nail sound pack that everybody can yeah. ten dollars and generate an infinite amount of nine inch nails style yeah. music yeah um so yeah we're starting to work with artists to create these premium sound packs that people mm -hmm. can download which also you know maybe we get to the point where those are popular enough as well that we don't yeah. have to charge the streamer anymore because we have yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i i could total i could totally see that so you know you becoming if you go like the third round you becoming kind of a platform uh, for the mm -hmm. artists that uh, then license the music to the streamers and yeah perfect uh so many so, so many opportunities um and so you currently uh, um in beta how does it work um how uh, how do um, you you currently said that uh, you went to a couple of conventions and uh, so um how many how many users do you have i think in total we have about 500 mm -hmm. um so we've got a bunch of users. We have a channel where people can post, you know, hey, I'm going to start streaming, and we get a few of those every day um, yeah. where people are streaming with our with what with our app running. Um, so yeah, in general, it's it's been uh, very positive. 
um, TwitchCon San Diego was the best for us. We got, yeah. you know, at least 300 users, I think, from just from that one one weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we were on the on the ground. We had two laptops set up with, uh, with demos going. People could actually create their own song and send it to themselves. Yeah. And we created sort of like a little SoundCloud landing, SoundCloud style landing page. Um, yeah, so uh, it was really, really beneficial for us. We also have a couple of moderators for our Discord that that are volunteer moderators who are just mm-hmm. extremely excited about what we're doing and also streaming with with our app running all the time. So, uh, so yeah, it's, the the beta is really healthy right now. And how uh, how big is the team and where you guys are based? So we're based. Uh, we're complete. We're one hundred percent remote. So we're based all over the place. Um, okay. I have a co-founder and CEO. Her name's Karen Allen. She's based out of Los Angeles, and she wrote a book called Twitch for Musicians. So mm-hmm. she's been sort of pushing live streaming as a, an opportunity for musicians for the last, you know, five to seven years. Great. Um, and uh, and she even manages, you know, big big live streams for for musical artists and labels. Uh, and uh, so she's based in Los Angeles. So we have a actually nine hour gap between the founders, which is you know challenging to manage sometimes uh just basically means a lot of later mm-hmm. nights for for me um i'm based in berlin okay uh, and then our team is based mostly around europe so we have mm-hmm. people in mostly it's pretty much entirely developers but yeah. i've hired um kind of like machine learning music theory sound engineering experts um mm-hmm. So Ireland is one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy's in Ireland. We have someone in Italy, Budapest, uh, Ukraine, and Boston. Wow. Okay. Well, first, the place. Uh, remote first company. Perfect. Um, yeah. And in terms of uh, financing, how you finance? Is it bootstrapped? Is it something like angel uh, capital? What is the structure there? Yeah, we've done sort of like a pre-seed uh, mm-hmm. venture capital round. Um, mm-hmm. And we're raising our seed right now. Uh, so we're we're constantly raising money at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we're raising our seed. We're looking for investments. So anybody who's listening, yeah, uh, please reach out uh, if you're into synthetic media and gaming. Um, yeah, so that's that's been going pretty well enough to uh, enough to get this team of you know six seven people off the ground. And, yeah, and yeah, we're really now at the stage where we're we've built enough momentum and have like a really solid team. A really solid development process. So we're constantly coming out with new stuff. So uh, in terms of like um, um, a roadmap uh, for the next year, so you guys uh, want to go out of beta, and you know what is what is your kind of vision for the next year? Yeah, definitely. Um, we we want to make sure that our, our Twitch product is great. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're developing additional features. We're coming out with you know integrations into other Twitch. Uh, services and apps so adding more to that ecosystem so for example um you know we're talking to a company called mix it up and they basically are sort of like zapier for for twitch Mm -hmm. where you can connect any every any different service and create triggers that Mm -hmm. that change things um so that for example um working with um working with additional artists we were trying to get at least a couple of sound packs off the ground Mm -hmm. uh, when we launch publicly um so we're probably going to launch publicly in february or march and mm-hmm. that'll be our you know when we start charging uh our subscription service and 
Yeah, and then additionally, we're working on uh, text to singing so that people mm -hmm. can actually type a chat message and sing yeah. it, have that have that message sung on the stream that they're watching. Uh, we're coming out with uh, adding instruments, so adding more cowbell is going to be our first uh, our first instrument. Um, and uh, yeah, and then additionally, we're exploring embedding our service back into games. So sort of the original, mm -hmm. a bit of the original vision, but um, a lot more fleshed out. So, uh, you know, it's more about gamers being able to create their own music and customize music and bring that sort of listening profile to all the games that they're playing. Yeah. So they can have sort of like a, almost like their own version of Spotify where they've actually, you know, had a hand in in customizing that music and selecting that music and they know what not only that but that they'll know what gaming scenarios each of those yeah. each of those songs are are appropriate for um so that's that's something that we're, we're very passionate about is, is sort of like letting gamers create the music for their own games um mm -hmm. so we're, we're talking to some some gaming platforms and some metaverse platforms uh, about embedding yeah. embedding, the, embedding the engine back in and you know for us, something like, you know, music wearables is a is a is something that we sort of want to pioneer, where you could actually associate a, a song, like a musical vibe, which is what we call them, yeah, um, to like a specific item that you're wearing mm -hmm. as a as a gamer. Um, so those are those are the spaces that we're exploring and expanding. That's into. very exciting. That is that is actually you know definitely very exciting and. Uh, um, I could imagine so many uh, so many possibilities, but I I still I still hear that you are exploring. You know what are what are your uh, and what I hear out that you you still want to go to like a B two C kind of a space. Uh, you know back to ga gamers, not the uh, you know yeah. maybe not the uh, streamers, but you know at the same time gamers. You know um, maybe maybe it's a, even a smarter move because. Uh, First, you go to gamers, then they become streamers, and so <laughs> this is the vicious yeah. cycle that is uh, that is also, uh, and you know, this is actually what differentiates then the streamer, uh, f uh, you know, those streamers from uh, from each other. So uh, if yeah, I'm exactly. uh, I'm uh, I'm a gamer, but I have like you know this uh, this special like a um, yeah uh, sound uh, almost like a sound uh, uh, logo sound yeah. uh, identity a brand that i can bring from one game to another then uh, people can say yeah we we love to not only see you play but you will love the whole ambience of when you are playing uh this is this is very cool and you know if you uh the wearables is also a, a very great because they are keen on you know this kind of uh fetishization of you know stuff which is around them right uh, is it the chair yeah. is it like you know what i'm wearing it's a it's a great stuff love it love it very yeah, much absolutely yeah, and one thing that would be interesting for game developers too is like um, because we're coming from Twitch, Twitch is basically like a big advertising platform for mm -hmm. games because, yeah. you know, games will, game developers will pay s streamers if they're big enough to uh, to play a particular game in order to advertise yeah. for that. So if a game developer wants to integrate our service, then they actually can know that all of the streaming that happens with the music is not is also not going to be copyright striked uh, by yeah. the streamers so it's actually yeah. like streaming safe music solution for game developers um to encourage streamers to to use their game as well yeah. so yeah a bit of a, a even a, an advantage there for game developers uh, once we start working with them
you said that one of your like a pillars of your of your focus are the um uh, music uh, creators right so the artists uh and mm -hmm. how do you manage uh, like maybe or you know i'll, I'll come from uh, from maybe a slightly different different angle how do the artists like embrace the artificial or synthetic media uh, yeah. so uh what is what is your experience so far uh I think people are curious about it. Mm -hmm. um, I've been in the industry long enough to see them be hateful. <laughs> not not everyone, obviously, but there's definitely like, you know, 20 to 40% of the population, which is declining, that this sort of has a knee-jerk reaction against AI doing any sort of creative uh, enterprise. Um, I think now that um, image generation companies like Midjourney and Dolly have come out um, and stable diffusion, those technologies that have come out have really sort of evangelized AI creation in, in a little bit because people are just sort of wowed by what is possible. And they actually see the creative opportunities from the human perspective of humans using those tools. Um, so yeah, I think in general, artists are curious and skeptical about AI. Uh, and what we really focus on is we're not trying to necessarily just recreate your library mm -hmm. in, inside of a video game. We're trying to collaborate with you to create something new that yeah. still has your characteristic sound, but is something that you've sort of newly created. It's not just a replica of your past work. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's sort of the direction that we're really focused on. And I think artists really appreciate that. I think also because of this whole, um, copyright ambiguity thing. Um, I think it's just an additional revenue stream that they have no access to yeah. in, in most cases um, because of the copyright problem. They can't control whether or not their song will get a copyright strike because they're not in control of the the publishing of it very often. Yeah. Um, so it basically gets thrown into this giant machine that's sort of churning through copyright and like highlighting songs that are that are infringing on copyright um so to have an opportunity to get into a place where their music will be safe safely consumed in that way um is actually a big opportunity and the fact that we can monetize it is is a pretty unique yeah so through yeah. these premium sound packs you know they they really they see the the business opportunity of it i think um yeah. and get excited yeah. about about that aspect of it yeah, I really love, uh, I think it is a bit uh, same with us. So when we like synthesize like a, a, um, a voice acting talent and so on and so forth, uh, mm -hmm. I think the great fear comes initially uh, when they think, wow, okay, I'm I'm going to be out of the business. Uh, but then when the when they realize, no, well, you, you will still be, it's, it's no way that we're going to uh, steal like, you know, your uh, theatrical gigs. It's just not happening. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, you get the completely different uh, revenue stream. And, you know, uh, now your voice is working and earning money wh while you're sleeping. Uh, you don't have to maybe take 100% of the gigs uh, that you used to. Uh, it's maybe much more lucrative to kind of synthesize what you have and then, you know, just uh, uh, receive royalties <laughs> for, for, for what you... Whatever. And I think uh, when people realize that you know, the things that uh, where or the use cases where the artificial 
um, or synthetic uh, synthetic media are um, used um, completely are completely different uh, than from the uh, from the uh, use cases they are maybe thinking about. And um, yeah, and, the, and like, they can access a completely yeah. different audience too, potentially. Exactly, exactly. Like who would who would then go to Twitch and you know compose for Twitch only? I mean, no one, no one would do that, or you know, not at the scale that you guys are offering. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. very, very, very impressive. Uh, I, I must say, like you know, it, it, it does uh, open up uh, so much, uh, so much questions. You mentioned that you are based in Berlin. Is the reason why you <laughs> do you like Germany? I mean, I think we, we <laughs> as a German company, we need to spend like five, uh, five minutes on the. How do you like the uh, German startup scene so far? I think it's very good in general. Uh, I think there's a lot, there's a fair amount of support um, mm -hmm. with the, with a caveat of uh, saying that there's also a fair amount of paperwork if you want that support. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and the, the hurdle for as a sort of foreigner coming to Germany is that most of that paperwork also has to be translated into German yeah. uh, in order to qualify for any sort of government funding. So that that is a big hurdle as a as a foreigner trying to start a company um i think when i got here uh or at least a maybe a little bit before i got here i moved to berlin in like 20 2017 or something mm -hmm. um and we actually explicitly chose berlin as a spot to put our startup because we did like an analysis of like uh, a big european hubs for entrepreneurship yeah. And so we evaluated, you know, how much venture capital money is here. What's the cost of living? Uh, what's the access to talent? Is both musical and uh, mm -hmm. engineering talent. Um, and Berlin actually is a really fantastic city for music tech. Uh, it's mm -hmm. like a historical city, I would say, because of Native Instruments specifically, who who's headquartered here. Um, Ableton, Ableton Live as well. So the, even the, just those two sort of uh, successful companies yeah. give it really a strong music tech background. Uh, and then also it's just such a musical, like electronic music is, has been so, so big here culturally as well. Yeah. You get a lot of people that um, you get a ton of people that are sort of coming in and out of Berlin all the time. So in terms of recruiting, actually, it's mm -hmm. a really fantastic place because most people are willing to live in Berlin for, you know, a couple of years just yeah. to, to explore it um getting to getting them to stay might be a little more challenging yeah. <laughs> especially with the with the cost of living now um yeah. so yeah you know originally when we did this analysis the cost of living we were sort of comparing it to, mainly to london yeah um and the cost of living was clearly better in berlin mm -hmm. but nowadays it's probably not that different anymore um, yeah with the rent prices going up mm -hmm. and whatnot so uh so yeah, but I, we found it fantastic for recruiting people. Also, it's just, you're sort of just centrally located in you know Europe, Eastern Europe. So you have all the time zones to work with. So if you're 100% remote, it actually is you have an amazing ability to keep your costs down and leverage talent from a pretty wide range of of areas. So that's been really useful as well. Yeah, love it. Ryan, thank you very much for such a deep dive into uh, into space of uh, synthetic music, and uh, um, I had a pleasure, uh, you know, really going um, uh, down the rabbit hole with you. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah like, uh, likewise. <laughs>